Well, hello again, everybody. It's, Hi. Hey, it's Monday, <laughs> which is not a normal day to be getting a new Hey Beautiful episode. No, it's your so, lucky day, right? What the hell are we doing here, Caitlin? Well, Kate, we are here to talk about our boy Teddy Teddy Westside, Ted Mosby, Josh Radner's brand new show called Rise. Yay! Yeah, so obviously if you have not watched the show, um, we're going to be talking about it and there's going to be spoilers. And if you oh, yeah. don't want to be spoiled, um, then don't listen to this. Come back after you've watched it and then give a listen. Yeah, and hey, if you don't like musicals, feel free to scoot on by. However, the musical aspect of this is a lot more natural than Glee. Yes, it really is. For the most part. So far, people aren't really bursting out into song. It's sort of in context. So it's not as as Glee as you might think. Right. And yeah, give it a chance. Yeah, give it a chance. All right, so let's just get right in because this is a mini episode. We're not going to be talking for an hour about... About Rise. Um, I guess I was excited about this show to start out with, but then I started seeing a lot mm-hmm. of negative buzz around it going going in. Um, and I think some of it was because people don't really, maybe people who checked it out aren't used to Josh Radner's flavor of acting. Yeah. There was some There was some <laughs> stuff about him being like, pretentious and petulant and i was like oh it's it's ted yeah it's okay (laughs) i wasn't surprised i wasn't surprised at all by him i thought it was actually funny cool compared to ted i agree i after reading the reviews because i had read about it um prior to watching it i was bracing myself the entire episode one of the um articles i read talked about how he gives a lot of monologues and which is true um but it, it wasn't that. It's nothing compared to Ted Mosby. No, season one. no. Like season one, Ted Mosby. So maybe we're just like, this I, felt like we were being spoiled. Yeah, so. I guess. I was like, okay, like, wait, hold on. Where? Why? What? People are upset? Yeah. I'm confused. Um, Like, one of the articles was, you know, Josh Radner stars as the most annoying drama teacher. Like, it just. Oh, God. You know what? He's he, not that. He really wasn't. I, I think that. What's his face from Glee was worse, and way. I I liked Glee. I watched it. Same. Matthew Morrison was way. Thank you. Couldn't worse. remember his name was. And honestly, hearing that that article title, two things ran through my my mind. First, one, yes, I I believe it. Like before I saw it, I could have believed that Josh Radner would be capable of being the most annoying drama teacher. Oh yeah, I can see that. But it's not a stretch. The other thought was like, I feel like. Crit- Critics today think that they have to just be joyless be to be considered, mean. like, serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing that I took issue with, and I think a lot of people, is that this is based on a book called Drama High. Mm-hmm. And the main character in the book, or the main character, the, the person whose life the book is based on, um, was a gay man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was closeted at the time the book or the story has happened, but... He eventually came out, and I didn't see any real reason to straightwash this character. No. Like, as a drama teacher, and I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, an adult person on TV really being closet, like, main character being right. closeted and sort of struggling with that, and I just feel like that could have been a really cool um, 
plot line fresh to something develop. totally different groundbreaking yeah. like i so that was a weird choice i thought yeah and the creator had said like he felt like he couldn't relate to that storyline what that's such a cop out dumb <sighs> so dumb so i was really annoyed watching going into this like really annoyed ready to hate as you know i love nothing more than to be a hater and shit all <laughs> yeah. over everything like we might, sucks, have, we might be sucks. familiar with that <laughs> um, but i really i told i think i text kate several times throughout watching like all right made it through the first commercial break i don't hate it or almost done still don't hate it all right yeah i don't hate it i think that's the that's our main takeaway up front is that we didn't hate it yeah but I mean, again, there were problems. One of the other things was Rosie Perez and how her character is treated. Oh, that, yeah. You know, she's a woman of color, and this white, straight white male basically walks in and says, I want her job. And the principal's like, Sure, you can have it. I don't like her anyway. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like she's a pain in the ass. It's like they. <sighs> this is why you need more people of color in the room when you're making decisions. Yeah. Because. That sounds so bad. Even mm-hmm. if in real life, this guy, Lou, basically stepped into a void that he thought existed and took something away from a woman of color. Like, you could have played it a little bit differently. Because right. we're, you know, it's it's TV. You can update things. Right. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the general synopsis of what this show is about. So, it takes place in a high school in Pennsylvania. Josh Radner's character, Lou, is an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they they show that he isn't great at his job or, or he doesn't feel like he's reaching many kids because, of course, the bell rings and he's trying to shout homework over children leaving the classroom, which is, like, just such a trope. Like, it's such a scene. Such, like, a cliche, cliche scene. Yeah. yeah. So, one thing, first and foremost, he has on a fucking blazer. I saw that. I was like, oh, great. Here we go. Blazer. Um, but Good start. Also, um, one of the one of our podcast friends, TFGIF, they mm-hmm. talk about it in their Saved by, the El- Saved by the Bell episode where, like, how good is this teacher? He has no idea what time it is. The bell rings in the middle of teaching. And then right. um, I think it was Drew had said that usually the bell is added in after. So there's just a director, like, telling the kids to, like, stand up. And, yeah. and then Katie was like, you ruined it for me. And that's all I could think about watching it. I was like, ugh, it's ruined for me. Yeah, I always no assumed. Bell. Yeah, there's no bell. Okay. Anyway, back, anyway, to the pl- anyway, anyway. back to the plot of the episode. So he feels like he's at sort of a crossroads. And then he finds out that the theater director has left. Did he leave or did he die? I don't, I don't know that that was – it was not clear to me and I did not – yeah, so the theater director is gone. And Someone who watched it more closely can tell us what happened. But so then there's this opening for a director. Um, I feel like most people would say that's definitely going to go to the woman who has been there for years as like the assistant 10 years director. or something. Right, like she should probably get it. Um, they're already rehearsing for Greece. <clears throat> yep. You know, and this guy left. So, um, but. Lou decides to march down to the principal's office and say, I want that job with no experience. No, none whatsoever. No experience. Doesn't seem to be all that charismatic in class. And we never get the sense that he has a real history in theater, Mm -hmm. except for like one production in 94 or whatever. Um, And the principal who is just like 
I'm not in love with this character. Just like a shitty principal that you would expect in any like stereotype of a principal. He's like, whatever, take the job. We find out that, that he's going to get paid half of what um, the other director was getting paid. So he marches down, takes over the theater department. Rosie Perez leaves. Tracy is her name. Tracy leaves, um, but eventually comes back. And Josh Lou has this idea to do, to scrap Grease, which they were already rehearsing, which they already bought the rights to. Right. And do Spring Awakening, which is a very sexual musical. For high school. For high school. Like, very explicit. Deals with suicide, teen pregnancy, incest. Abortion. Abortion. All all sorts. Josh goes home and he tells his family all of this. And his wife's pissed at him because he's already not really contributing to the family it and seems he's like. made this big decision that will affect the entire family without even talking, without to, talking her. to her yeah so i mean oh god so there was yeah there's some problematic stuff happening with the adults in this show mm-hmm. um but at the same time we're learning a lot about the children the high school students and all of their issues mm-hmm. um which caitlin will talk a little bit more about so they start rehearsing this insane musical and of course They've done this without getting approval from the principal or anything, and the play ends up in the hands of the principal, most likely from the parents of the gay kid, the closeted gay Mm -hmm. kid. Um, His Catholic parents probably handed it over, and the play gets scrapped. Yep, that's it. The play gets scrapped. So, I mean, he's, he's spent all this time... Um, recruiting the football player and, you know, the trans kid from Chorus. And, you know, he's making, like, a rainbow coalition to do Spring Awakening. And then it all comes crashing down because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so the principal says, no, you're, uh, you're out. Rosie is, Tracy's in charge. And they're doing Pirates of Penzance because they already have the costumes. And they don't have to buy the rights. And they don't have to buy the rights because they already have it. They've done the show like something like 10 times, like something crazy. So then the episode ends. There's a lot going on in this episode. Those are the main parts because the other pieces of the, of the episode deal with the specific characters. Yeah, right, so right, right. That's the general plot. The general plot. They end up in the parking lot of the school starting a bonfire and on school property, burning school property. The principal and the football coach come out when the fire is roaring like huge flames and they're all singing a song from i think i yeah. guessing it's from spring yeah it's i believe in love or something i can't remember what it beautiful was. song it's gorgeous but... and the kids voices are incredible yeah not not for children though no. really um so yeah so basically lou comes in shakes everything up um Gains the trust of all these children, and then it all sort of crumbles. But they decide they're going to rise up together and fight back and and tell the principal that they're doing this musical, whether he likes it or not. Yes. So that's... And they're all prepared to walk out and quit and whatever. So the main characters that we learn in this show, obviously, is Lou Mazzuchelli. Mazzuchelli? Can't remember. They call him Mr. Mazzu. Um, I yeah. kept, in my notes, I'm looking back, I called him Ted pretty much <laughs> 100% of the time. It's only fair. But, yeah, so Lou is married, and he has three children. Um, Gordy, terrible name, 
Caitlin and Violet. I don't know. I didn't write down the other one's name. We'll just <laughs> say he's got. Yeah, we'll just say. I, well, here's the thing. I got very excited that he had a daughter named Caitlin because then I, <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, that's my name too. It's so exciting. Oh my god. Um, and that's where you stopped, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Pretty much. Uh, we find out Gordy has some sort of problem. Mm. Um, which we find out later um, they find an alcohol bottle in his room. So he may be having a problem with addiction. So current topic of interest to bring in there. Uh, Hot hot, hot topic. Yep. Yep. We uh, get to meet Robbie Thorne, who is the quarterback with a heart of gold, visits his sick (laughs) mama in a hospital or skilled nursing facility or something. I like his mom. Me too. And he's so sweet and tender with her. I know. Like he kisses her on the head and he's just so... He's good. I like him. I really like him. I like him way better than I liked Finn, R.I.P. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You know, I felt... Poor Finn. Yeah. Um, it is like a darker glee. It is. Of. Yeah. yeah. Um, we see Robbie at this big pep rally, and he does this freestyle rap, and then... What is it called? Like, Mariah Carey does it, like, uh, like vocalizing? Like a run? I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but he does that thing. He does a thing. Whatever he does, that's what it is. <laughs> he also shades his dad. Yeah, his and his. Um, yeah, so his dad parents are not together wife. because he makes a thing about a comment about his dad and the trophy wife. Uh, so there's some at tension the pep there. Rally. Yeah, at, the, at a public pep rally. Yeah. Um, but you can tell for sure he is very close with his mother. I know. You know, so sweet. So his mom is sick. Uh, we're not sure exactly what's going on, but he visits her in the hospital anytime he sees her. Um, he's not doing well. He has Mr. Mazza for a, uh, a teacher for English class, and he's mm-hmm. not doing well. And he kind of gets coerced into auditioning. This, as someone who works in education, made me so bad. So we have this like super serious meeting because Robbie has failed a test, and that means an automatic one-week suspension. And you've got, like, the coach, the principal, his dad, and Robbie's just kind of sitting there. And I almost said Ted. Lou is like, <laughs> you know, I don't know why you guys are all here. We know this is what happens. And they're like, you But he's understand. totally manipulating oh, it. Oh, like, absolutely. He knows. He's ready. He's got, he's got something in his pocket. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you know, he's very important. We need him, blah, 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 blah. Lou sits back and he's like, I want him to audition. So that's how, because he sees him at the pep rally. He's like, that's my star. That's the kid because he's popular. He's well-liked. And if he can get him into doing this show, it will really boost his ratings, you know. Yeah, and get other people interested in theater. Um, right. Yeah. So Robbie ends up auditioning and lands the lead role, even though he has no prior experience. Uh, he's got great chemistry with the other female lead. And in the beginning of the episode, you see him kind of check her out a little bit. Um, so there's yeah. some sort of maybe romance blooming there, but which is mm-hmm. very reminiscent of like Finn and Rachel, like, because yeah. this girl is not well liked and he is so beloved. Yeah, um, yeah. So the other the other female lead is Lilette, and she is played by Awali'i uh, Kravalo, um, mm-hmm. who you know as Moana, and Yay! she is just gorgeous. I love – she's a um, beautiful young girl with this amazing voice. Mm-hmm. She is uh, a girl who is not super popular. Someone makes a comment about her slutty shorts and, like, mother-like daughter, so – 
there's some tension with another character there and yeah the daughter of the football coach, coach yeah and um, so much tangled so many tangled oh this, i know so I, i'm gonna be rambling this whole time i'm trying to like talk about <laughs> one person while talking about the other I things know, too it's, it's hard um Lillette, uh is being raised by a single mom they both are working so you know that they probably don't have a lot of money things are a little bit difficult and we find out that Lillette's mom is having an affair with the football coach and she asks her mom about it because at the pep rally the coach's daughter who made the comment about the slutty shorts um says something to her about like how she's got some like balls for coming here coming here how dare you blah 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 right because it's not her dad's fault at right all. she says do you know my dad had to move into a motel after your mother threw herself at him and we see this scene where the dad must come back and her, the girl her name's gwen runs out and like hugs him i'm so glad you're back daddy like no it is not lilette's mom's fault they're both right, at she's fault single. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. single whatever your dad needs to keep it in his pants but whatever mm-hmm. um so that's Lilette, and she apparently has a beautiful voice. She is very good friends with this boy, Simon, and he keeps encouraging her to try out for uh, the musical, but she won't. And when Lou takes it over, and it's a brand new thing, she decides to to audition, and she's got this gorgeous voice, and there's something about her that Lou really likes, cast her as the female lead over Gwen, who is a football coach's daughter, daughter. and hates and her. She- yeah, and she's like, Lillette is very soft-spoken, and so her voice when she sings is kind of quiet. Yeah. So at first, no one really knows why he chose her. And you get to see, because I was in theater in high school, and you get to see sort of the politics of it. Yeah. Because I came in as a freshman, and I got the lead, and senior girls were fussing. Right, you did. Rip shit. So there is, the, they do the... Um, the sort of dynamics of, of high school theater really well, where yeah. it's like Simon, who you're going to talk about, yeah. the one boy, he's always the lead. He's the one boy. He's always here. He deserves it. The play is basically already cast. Right. Because you want to reward the kids who are loyal and show up. Yep. Auditioning is really a formality. Yeah, exactly. And so you see that. And I, I do like that that Lou kind of takes a chance on other kids. Mm-hmm. But I also, as a theater kid who was loyal, I, I understand why they were upset with the parts that they got. Because I remember getting shafted one year. And it was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Lillette calls her mom on having an affair with Sam, the football coach, and she lies. So mm-hmm. Lillette and Simon go and do some like detective work and go to the mill where they're going to meet. And she sees them kissing. It was so dirty, though. I thought she was just, first of all, that she went there. Second, that she, like, told Simon to drive past them. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, Lillette. So she drives by and she just, like, stares at her mother. Ice cold, bitch. And her mom, and then her mom is like, I went to Five Guys, your favorite. I'm not hungry. Oh, Oh, who turns down Five Guys? (laughs) No one I'm friends with. That's right. (laughs) Gwen, we don't really know much about other than she's always the lead. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of like Rachel Berry, I guess, in that way. And she is the daughter of the football coach, does not like Lillette, and is pissed that she gets shafted. She still stays in it, though. Yeah, she still loves theater. She does. I hope that we get more of her. And I feel like she's probably going to become friends with her. Sure. Just like, you know, what's her name? Quinn and Rachel. Yeah. 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 Simon is the 
uh, only boy that's ever really in the plays. He's always the male lead, whatever. Every high school has one. Every high school has one. Probably the closeted gay character that the reviews have alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm basing that just on the fact that he talks about how he's cast as not the lead, but as H- Hanish. Hanshin. Hanshin. Thank you. <laughs> Hanshin, <laughs> who um, is a gay character in Spring Awakening. And he's like, I can't play this character because I come from a conservative family. I've got a sister who has Down syndrome. Not sure how that factors into it, but that's okay. I think it was like the burden. Oh, like his, like yeah, he doesn't yeah. want his, because if you're raised Catholic, which we both were, mm-hmm. um, something like, something that rocks the boat in your family is considered a burden. Like. True. Um, it's, it's like my burden. Guilt it's my cross thing. to bear. It's your cross to bear. If I didn't, so like, if we didn't say that at least once, twice, three times a week, <sighs> we weren't alive. No. Yeah. So like, it's it's the burden of and and I think this happens a lot with gay with gay sons especially is that they try really hard to be really really good so mm-hmm. no one looks closely at how gay they are. That's so, so sad. I know. So he's been trying like to hold it all together and, and you know, because he doesn't want to be the quote unquote problem child. Not that a kid with Down syndrome is a problem child, but you're worried more about them and you know There's like, a lot there more what's gonna happen yes. when I die and like the things that you aren't sure about. And so he doesn't want his parents worrying about him and it's like because you're gonna play a gay guy or because you're gay. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's clearly he 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 says it like he's giving the reason for why he doesn't want to play a gay character, but it's really all this stuff coming out about why he hasn't come out. Because mm-hmm. it's 2018, like this is a modern day thing. Most right. kids would have come out already, mm-hmm. um, but maybe not in like rural Pennsylvania. So yeah. that was that was a really a really good scene. And if Josh Radner's character had also been in the closet, imagine. What that scene would have been. It would have been so much better. Imagine. Like like they could have talked to each other in code. Talk about an opportunity missed. At dinner, he says, you know, don't worry, we're not doing Grease. You don't have to pray for me as like this sexy male lead, but we're going to do this other play. And I play a character who has a sex scene and he's gay and they're just horrified. And he's like, no, I prayed about it and I really want to do this. And I want you guys to support me and yeah that's definitely like his first toe out of the closet yeah he's like trying to like test the waters mm-hmm. see what it's like and later in the episode they say that absolutely not they cannot do that play it is so inappropriate for high school students and he definitely can't be in it so that was really tough uh, we also have Mashus, who is a homeless teen who does oh, the lights or he, he's Macia. like in foster is it care Mashus, Mashus, Mashus. Ma- i i my guess is it's like an Amish name, right? Because they're oh. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but they're like, is Pittsburgh Amishy? I I know Central Pennsylvania mostly is, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just never heard the name Macius before. Never. Yeah, it's definitely Macius. I Macious. love him. Me too. Mm. Me too. Um, so we're not really sure what his situation is, but once Lou, Mr. Mazu, finds out about his situation. He, of course, takes him in because, one, his family doesn't have enough going on, but two, he right, also... without is, talking to his wife. Yeah, without ta- another big decision. But he is just a good guy, and he yes. is, yeah. sees this kid struggling and wants to help. And I think that's kind of like the core of his character. He's, he wants to make a difference in the lives of these kids, and he wants to do All something sudden, good. but yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, then we have Michael... 
um, who is our trans character, voice mm-hmm. of a goddamn angel. Absolutely. So they knew they needed more males for the musical. Mm-hmm. And I think Maisha's probably talked to, talked to him about it because uh, Michael is transitioning. Yeah. And has amazing voice. And mm-hmm. uh, Lou meets Michael and falls in love. And yeah. Michael is just like a really great addition to the cast. Also, Tracy Wolf, um, the other director, she, we don't really know too much about her, um, other than right. she's been, the, been with the theater department for a long time, mm-hmm. gets paid $2,000 more, was rightfully pissed when this strike straight white male took her job yeah um, but at you can see over the course of the episode and the few like rehearsals they have they kind of come together and mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the episode she's the one throwing clothes on the fire with the kids yeah. so yeah you can see that she she cares about lou and this theater department and wants them to be successful yeah, yeah. and that's that's very good of her and I hope at some point we see an episode of him helping her get paid because yes, if he's getting all the money, that's that's not very fair. Mm-mm. So yeah, so those are the those are the main characters. Sorry, it was kind of like a maze. To oh, it's fine. but that's what the show is like. They laid down so, so many plot points, like so many different storylines in one episode, which Do you think might that was... have been too much. I was thinking that at first. I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Wait, was that the same girl that made the slutty shorts comment? Wait, yeah. Mm. Wait, her dad's the coach? Okay, wait, what? But yeah, by the end of the episode, out. I felt like I had it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess let's let's talk about some of the things that were questionable, and then we'll end on a high note with the stuff that we loved. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, for me... I didn't ever really believe in the rapport that Lou and the kids had. Mm, it was really fast. It was really rushed. Like, And there was also, I saw someone talking about this on Twitter, and I agree that there was like a very weird handling of time. Mm. Like, at some points it seemed like weeks were passing. Yeah, like, I'm like, these, when's the show? How is these, this one episode, what's the rest of the season going to be like? Right, because you see them doing these like in-depth choreography, mm-hmm. like this in-depth choreography and everything. And then you, and then... What's her name? Um, Lalette's mom is like, oh, I'm sorry about what happened a few nights ago. And it's like, yeah. a few nights? Like, all of this has happened in just a few what? days? Like I'm sitting all... in the corner with, like, looking like Father Time. Like, what? Right, right. <laughs> Who am I anymore? <laughs> Everyone I know is dead. <laughs> and it's like, it's it was crazy, like, that they, I know that it's the, the pilot and they kind of want to get things going right. quickly. They want to hook you. But they... The, the handling of time was weird, so I didn't ever really believe that they were um, the troop that they were supposed to be. Right. Um, but, you know, I kind of just bought into it and was like, whatever. Um, of course, like we talked about, I didn't love that he just, like, took the job from Tracy. and um, That and was, was really just, shitty. Yeah, and he was just so irresponsible the whole time and wasn't thinking about the consequences for the kids. He was kind of just pitting his own hopes and dreams on them and sort of living vicariously through them. And, but I never also, I never really bought his passion for theater. Yeah. Because he only had that one credit. It it would have been maybe more interesting if he had this whole slew of acting and, and sort of stage managing jobs from like high school and college and then sort of put all that away. Right. Missed it. But we don't really hear about that. And there's kind of, 
you know, he walks in, the daughter's listening to Hamilton, and they even do make a point of showing the, the track on her iPhone or iPod. Mm. <clears throat> and Lou starts to do the, like, rap along with it a little bit, like, and when he says he's going to be the theater director, the daughter <clears throat> says, oh, you could do Hamilton or Spring Awakening or this, or like, so... Is that supposed to make us believe that theater's talked about a lot in the house or that he shares that passion with his daughter? It was not enough I, to, like, right. accomplish like, oh, anything. You, it was kind of like a throwaway, like, what? Right, just and confused. just lo- liking a Broadway sh- Broadway shows does not make you qualified to be, a, like, a theater director. No, like, I love musicals. Love them. Right. I could. I don't know the first thing about being a director. Yeah, yeah, no. So that was that was hard for me to buy into, and maybe we'll hear more about it because we don't really know that much about Lou. We just yeah. know about his present day. So maybe he has stuff in his past that's gonna endear us more to him in that sense. Was there stuff that you found? Sort <laughs> no, of I was wonky? gonna say, what's that? Like, this is what Lou reminds me of. Like, what that quote of like, carry yourself with the confidence of a of a mediocre uh, white man. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, he was just, like, sitting behind his desk being boring and, like, he wasn't, maybe it would have been cool if we saw him, like, trying to get his students to act in class or something where he he brings his passion to class, but, you know, he's kind of just washed up and no one cares what he's saying. Right. But, like, how does that translate into you being passionate about theater? I, I don't know. I got really mad when the principal is like, I have to fire four teachers, don't make me, you know, fire you or something. There was a lot of weird threats happening. Yeah, I would have called my union rep. I would not. Yeah. I would have invoked my wine garden rights. I would not have been at that meeting. <laughs> you know, Caitlin is a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck that! You can't threaten me. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then the coach threatens him, and he's like, "Yeah, I I get paid to win win games. Like you're still an English teacher, even if this place sucks. I only get paid to win, and that's Dude. how I support my family. Oh, the family that you don't really think about as you're fucking someone else. Snap. Like, Snap. What? like no, I'm sorry. It doesn't work both Snap. ways. But again... And also, what fucking school is paying a guy just to coach football? Full salary? That's... Who... I don't... That, to me, I mean, maybe, like, in Texas, they do that because they're like wackos Real about about, it, yeah. about football. But like high school football in in like Pittsburgh, you have one guy on your payroll that's paid a full salary for one sport a year. Or maybe just cost of living's really low. I guess, but like that's his only job. You don't even teach like PE or anything. Yeah, it's it's weird to it's me. Weird. Yeah, it is it's very weird. strange. So that storyline seemed kind of forced. And like, what are you gonna do to him if he has? If he has, um, what's his name? What's his name? This, Robbie. Uh, if he has Robbie play, or if yeah. he has Robbie in the show, like, like what literally are what you going to do? do? It's not, Robbie can just say, fuck you, I'm not going to do any of it. Right, right. The power of no. Um, yeah, and that, I don't know. Lou, I like that Lou created a schedule so that it really yes. minimized any interference with football because he also recognizes that football is important to Robbie. He doesn't, I don't think he cares about the coach or the principal or whatever they were saying, but he cares Mm. that about Robbie and knows that it's something Robbie really enjoys. Yeah. And another interesting thing I noticed in the scene with Robbie and the coach and his father and the principal, when they're talking about like redoing the test, the father doesn't say anything. He's just constantly looking at the coach Mm. And seeing what the coach has to say and what the coach thinks. And I think this is pretty common for, like, serious football schools is, like, yeah. the coaches kind of raise the kids. Yeah. 
um, and make all the decisions and the parents kind of like defer to the coach like that. But I just thought that was really eye-opening. I've never watched Friday Night Lights, but this has like a lot of similarities I've heard. I think it was the same um, creator. Yeah, yeah. So like it has that weird like really shaky like Zoom camera stuff, like that mockumentary stuff. Yeah. Which I don't think is great for this show. No. Like it's, it's good for like The Office or Parks and Rec, but... It just feels kind of weird here. It is weird. Good call yeah. on that. I, I didn't have words for that until you said it. Yeah. All right. So let's let's end on a positive note. And let's yeah. talk about the things we did love. Because I think both of us by the end were like, I don't hate it. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Had a good time watching it overall. Yeah. I mean, Despite that, our bitchery just now. Yeah. I mean, I bitch about How I Met Your Mother. And I fucking love that show. Hell so yeah. doesn't really Hell mean yeah. a whole lot. But I think for me i expected it to be really really awful just based on mm. what everyone was saying and i found it to be sort of like delightful almost. yeah like yeah you know what i mean i really i think the standouts are um robbie and lalette i really <gasps> oh they're like, seen together yeah when he read yep when he just read any and lou tells him just just say the lines don't act i had goosebumps every yeah the two of them really had chemistry. Really, like, uh, incredible chemistry. And they are mm. playing actors to have, you know what I mean? Like, they're playing people playing people. And yeah. it was so believable. I also really like Simon, Michael, Macius, yeah. um, all those kind of, the, the Did kids. I see I th- Barb in there from Stranger oh, Things? Oh, yes. I had, to, I had that to look up as in the auditioning. Pro- yeah, oh. that's her. It was? I'm pretty sure. I, how could it not be? Shannon Purser. That's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she plays Annabelle. Cool. So and she's fun. in all ten episodes that they have on IMDb. So yay, we'll see more awesome. of her. All right, uh, what but, else do you love? Yeah, I love the kids. I like how the singing felt more authentic. Yeah, because it's not, it's not like they're in the hallway bursting into fucking Rihanna. Mm-hmm. They're rehearsing a musical and they're singing songs from the musicals. Yeah, and at the end. Where they're all like coming together, they're singing the song that's kind of bonded them. I thought, and that makes sense. It makes sense for them to sing there mm-hmm. as like an act of yeah, defiance. I, I liked it. Cool. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I love I love the singing. I I love that it's like a real Broadway musical. I wish it was a Broadway musical I'd seen so I could sing too. But yeah, it's I know. Cool I like, learning. So I guess I got to download the soundtrack, right? Um, Lillette is amazing. The, the scene between her and her mother when she says like, I want to go to get out of here and go to college. And that's a huge mountain for me. So I need you to stop making every bad decision. I was just like, wow. It's, it's just incredible. She does such a good job and you can tell that she's sort of the adult in the relationship sometimes. As much as her mom hates that. She's got to be the parent. Oh, nice. Um, love Macius. I think he's going to be just such a gem. Yeah. He's got that sort of enigmatic quality of a lighting guy. If you've ever been <laughs> in high school theater, like the lighting crew, they were always like dressed in black and yep. up in the lighting booth and didn't really talk to anybody else. And they just always had like an air of mystery about them, <laughs> which was kind of cool. Um, I love Simon and I'm excited to Me watch too. his journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, he's sort of admitted to himself now. Yeah. And he's just sort of like using this role to test the waters. Mm-hmm. Like when he puts his hand on the other boy's knee. I know. <laughs> oh, I love I him. I love that. Loved that. Um, 
and I love just I mean I thought it I thought it was great I think the kids were really um shown here and I hope that um Josh's character becomes a little more um lovable and someone you want to root for because right now it seems like he's just sort of failing upwards yeah you know like he's making all these terrible decisions and sort of taking advantage of the kids who show up to theater by you know making them sort of live out his own stuff and I just hope that they come around to that and I hope Rosie Perez gets gets a lot of screen time because she was killing it she was I loved seeing her do you think that you would watch it I I'm gonna watch it until so it's watch? until it's too uh, unbearable to to stomach anymore. Like I watched Glee for a long time, bought the soundtracks, like everything. Yeah, same, same. You know what I think it was about Glee? I think Glee was was slated to be more of like an ironic comedy. Yeah. So like the first season was great because it was about the teachers. Like yep. that was a huge focus was like all these wacko cheat teachers, mm-hmm. and then it which if you've ever been in a school or worked in one. Oh God. So- they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Um, but then it sort of shifted to be about the kids mm-hmm. because obviously it was kids watching the show. Right. And then it sort of veered into like a very special episode about territory. Yes. Like it became very like Saturday Saturday afternoon yeah. movie, you know? Like yeah. um so weird. Yeah, it became kind of preachy and they wanted to like hit all the issues and it was and for for teenagers watching, I'm sure that was very important and it really hit home. Not to for me, us. yeah, it felt like it was sort of exploiting the stuff and yeah, and absolutely. sort of it wasn't funny anymore. It was like taking itself too seriously. Right. And, but Rise is already taking itself seriously. So I don't think that tackling the issues tone. is gonna feel weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. So believe it or not, Caitlin, we got <laughs> We got listener a listener mail. This for, is incredible for this special episode. I love what? it. That's amazing. Can you believe it? I can't, but I'm looking at it. <laughs> All right. So this letter, this email comes from Ronnie, who has left us a review on iTunes. You can so, do that too, by the way. You sure can. We'd love it. And yeah. so uh, Ronnie says, hey, ladies, it's Ronnie again. Rise was everything. I have a new favorite show. It stars Moana. It just calls her Moana. So it's yep. Ali'i. Uh, Ted and the original fly girl, Rosie Perez. Yes, yes. that's right. Um, obviously some similarities to Glee, but all high schools are generally the same. <laughs> Word. Who cares about Glee? Uh, not I, said the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love Ronnie. Yeah, me so, too. Uh, Ronnie said, I have two legendary moments and one heartstring moment for this oh. show. It's a sweet way to put it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so legendary moment uh, when Mr. Mazzuccelli, so Lou, a.k.a. Josh Radner, graded the football player a 47 on the test. (laughs) He was so clever to make him audition and finding the loophole. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So clever. Right, because maybe he didn't even fail that. Yeah. He could have just been real nitpicky. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other was when Rosie and the kids burned the pirate props and costumes. That whole scene gave me life. Mm. Another clever way to get what they wanted. Agreed, except... I mean, the teachers would have been arrested. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. In, in real life, that I mean, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Absolutely, a lot uh, of suspension of belief. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. For that, sure. Thank you, suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I was like, I said that wrong. Edit that out, all right? <laughs> Just kidding. Leave it in. Everyone can know I'm an idiot. Leave it's it fine. in. <laughs> and then, um, 
the heartstring moment was when Ted, uh, Josh, so she did what you did, and yeah. put Ted, um, when Ted took the boy home who worked the lights, so Macius, so much compassion. Yeah. yeah it was really sweet. Um, sorry for the lengthy email. P.S. How do you leave voicemails? Not sure how. Have a great show, Ronnie. Ronnie, it's super simple. You just record yourself on your phone and email it to us. Yeah. So if you, you have do. an iPhone, you can use a voice memo. Yeah. Uh, super simple, native app, just, and then email it right to us. If you have an Android, I have no idea how to help you. Sorry. There's got to be a voice recording thing, or you can do it right on your laptop. Or, yeah, or any computer. Most of them desktop. have like a microphone. Yeah. So those are the ways and you don't worry do if it. it sounds really shitty because for 18 episodes, so did we. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I want to burn the first half of season one. Yeah, but anyway, that's our special issue of or our special bonus episode of Hey Beautiful, where we talked about Rise. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever do this again because we've been recording now for almost three hours. So. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> wild. We might do these from time to time when one of our favorite characters from Himian one of our one of our actors from Himium has a new project or something, mm-hmm. or if there's something else that we just want to get on here and talk about. And if there's anything you'd like us to do a mini episode about that's somewhat related to How I Met Your Mother, please, yeah. um, drop us a line. <laughs> Keep it in the realm. Please, God, we don't get paid to do this. So <laughs> drop us a line at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we will see you Thursday for a new regular episode of Hey Beautiful. Bye, Caitlin. Bye, Kate. Ha, ha, ha.